welcome to the Enneagram One Project Podcast with your host, Dominic Vandal, where ones come to learn mindset tools and embodiment techniques to reduce frustrations, quiet their inner critic, and live a most expansive life. If you're ready to make your unique oneness your superpower, then this is the show for you. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Enneagram One Project Podcast, Episode 11, Breaking Free of the Rules. We perfectionists are known for our high standards, both for ourselves and others. I am no exception. Although, if you were to ask me, I'd say they aren't high standards. They're actually the bare minimum of my expectations. So, It's a little funny when people say they're high, unattainable even. I've used those terms too when describing the Enneagram type one, the perfectionist. But honestly, as a one myself, I really think my standards are the baseline of decent human behavior. They are the rule that I hold myself accountable to and measure myself against. A moral compass, if you will. While we all heard about impossible standards, there's something always left out of that conversation. There's something we Enneagram Ones, perfectionists, don't really talk about with others. For as much as you might see our frustration, when we finally let it out, you'll never be a witness to the disharmony within and the inner discord. The battle of wills that happens inside each of us as we debate being accepting of others and saying what's eating us up inside. I coach on every topic imaginable. But my perfectionist clients all have this in common. I think it's the root cause of their discontent, frustration, and resentment. Let's use me as an example. For the longest time, I was absolutely certain that the rules I followed created certainty and safety in my life. I could predict the accomplishments and outcomes I'd create for myself. For the most part, I could also predict how others would respond to me. It was a false sense of certainty and security. The human condition is uncertain. But these rules made me feel like I had some sort of power over the uncertainty. Like I could best it. The truth is, I could control everything so tightly that I left very little room for the unexpected. I was able to do that because I relied heavily on my ability to seem perfect. I never would have called it perfect. But my words for this were... Be the good student, be the good mother, be the good wife, be the good coach, be the good employee, be the good daughter. Basically abiding to the moral compass set by others. In doing so, I created a very tight space in which to live. The tiny space where my own needs met with what's acceptable for the good human 
based on the rules. This, of course, created a lot of dissatisfaction with my life. It was impossible to abide by the rules of each of those roles. And then, then there was me. Where do I fit into all of this? No one would ever know the internal discord and the constant inner conflict. Sharing the level of anxiety I felt inside with others would ruin everything, wouldn't it? You see, the perfectionist lives their life in a cage of rules. Some of those rules were offered as best practices by loved ones. Some of those rules were purposefully imposed to hold you back or scare you into a box. Some of those rules your younger self created because they saw the benefits from a safety perspective. What these rules have in common is that they are optional. Every last one of them. It's scary to think that we are just fed rules and codes of conduct that aren't based on anything other than what might work for the culture you are in and to support the biases of those imposing the rules. It especially gets all muddled because we attribute the idea of morality to these rules. They are the moral compass we use to help us make decisions. We use this compass for our day-to-day decisions as well as the bigger decisions. It's exhausting and it creates so much internal tension. Even the well-meaning rules you've heard, like you can be and do whatever you want as long as it doesn't bother other people. Or you have to respect your elders because they are to be honored for their sacrifices for your benefit. None of that is factually true. You can choose them for yourself, but that's key, isn't it? How many of the rules have you actually explored and asked, do I want to follow this rule? Does this rule make sense for my values? What comes of my deepest truths and what comes of others? It's easier in the short term to follow the rules, but in the long term, the cost is horrendous. You turn around one day and realize you've been kept small because of this cage. Other people decided for you, and you probably thought you were acting of your own choices. But even that's been handed to you by others. Some of the choices will and do align with your values, but a lot just create inner conflict for the perfectionist. How can you be perfect if you step out of the cage? What will you use as the measuring stick of your goodness? If there is no cage, the only way that you can live your life on your terms is by breaking free, breaking free of those rules that you were forced to and conditioned to adopt. The first step is to look at how you live your life. What are the beliefs that fuel your behavior? And is that what you want driving it? If you could have it anyway, and you really can, would you keep those same beliefs? Here are some of the beliefs I worked through 
And some I'm still untangling because they can be so sneaky and they just keep coming right back. Do not be a problem for other people. It's not proper to show too much pride. Don't give others a reason to criticize you. Criticism coming from loved ones is their right to give and your duty to adjust to. Treat others the way you want to be treated. A professional looks a certain way. Makeup, hair done, and all the things. You can be sexy, but not too sexy. Don't be late, because that's a show of disrespect. Can you relate to any of these? We don't often see these as rules, but that's the true name of something used to keep someone in line. The beauty is that they are all optional. Like I said, every last one of them. We have a hard time even being curious because the brain right away screams, danger, danger. You will be cut from your people and you will die. If you remember, I've talked about this before in past episodes. Your brain left on its own will always look for the danger to keep you alive. Well done, brain. Thank you for keeping me safe. And maybe you're misguided in what is safety and what isn't. Questioning and deciding again for yourself which are your values and how you want to act from them is uncomfortable. But the relief of being able to be yourself in any room you enter is well worth it. Creating a life that is purpose-filled because you stand grounded in your sovereignty, your dreams, and your desires. All of that is valid. You don't have to keep compromising your true self, your authentic self, for the rules set by others. Let me share with you how you can approach this work, both from the mind and from the body. I invite you to question with the mind and answer from the body. That may be a little confusing. Stay with me. I'll offer a few questions here for your inquiry. And I like to ask these questions with space and time in between them. So not all in one sitting. I ask the question with the mind. And then I see what bubbles up from the deepest part of me. I'm able to do that because I use embodiment techniques that bring me back to center where the unconditioned wisdom can be felt. So for now, if you're not used to embodiment techniques, I want to invite you to go back and listen to my previous podcast. I'll put links in the show notes to some of the ones I believe will help you most here. The overall idea is to get back into your body. And you can do that simply by first orienting to your space, noticing that you are safe. Make sure you're in a safe place when you do this. Yeah. Closing your eyes and going within and calming your brain. That doesn't mean full-on meditation where you see all the thoughts and you say, no, I'm not thinking or ignore the thoughts or, or any of that. It just means paying attention to the felt sense that you're feeling internally inside of your body. In this case, when you're asking questions, it could even be as simple as, when I ask this question, do I notice my body opening up? And then what is my body trying to tell me? Or am I noticing that I'm 
closing in and drooping, that is a sign that the answer is a no, that you're feeling closed or afraid. You're defensive. All of that is welcomed. All of that is okay. And just asking if I could have it my way, what would the answer be here is going to help your body come up with its own answers. If you want help with any of that, contact me. Get in touch with me. I'm on Instagram at Dominic Vandal. You can also come in and join the Facebook group where there are free mini trainings on just this, how to be embodied. Now, if you're anything like me, I used to think that my rational mind was my most advanced discernment tool. If that's how you want to answer the following questions, then just be on to yourself. Look at each answer with genuine curiosity. If you could answer the questions from your deepest wishes, how would you really answer these questions? So from the mind, I want you to pick one rule to investigate. If you're not sure where to start, I offer you this very common, well-meaning rule. You can do whatever you want in life, so long as it doesn't bother anyone else. Some of the questions that you could ask are, how has this belief helped me in the past? Why was it useful for me? Maybe you thought we were just going to explore how it's not, but I want you to know that everything also has that part of it that is useful. Otherwise, you wouldn't keep on to that rule. You wouldn't keep using it. You want to know what that is for yourself. Next question. When has this belief held me back or caused an internal conflict? Why was that? Another question. Taking that particular situation that I just referenced, what did I long to express or do that I didn't? And this last question will tie in with the first one of how this was helpful. So you want to keep this in mind as well. What is the value that resonates with me from this rule? In my experience, that's been why I've kept and why my clients have kept different rules. In that rule, there's a value embedded in it that they care very deeply about. However, is the way that I've been actually acting from this rule the way I want to? You really want to dive in with curiosity here. If I were to do this from the mind and body, like I was talking about, I would ask the question, what is the value that resonates with me from this rule? Going back to the rule I just mentioned, you can do whatever you want in life so long as it doesn't bother anyone else. What is the value that resonates for me with that rule? I deeply value taking others into consideration. I really value that each individual has a right to be how they are. So that part of not bothering anyone else is because I really care about how others are living their lives and, and the effect that their environment has on them. The flip side of that is how am I taking care of myself from this value? Am I just putting me to the side? Those are all nuggets for you to explore. There are no right or wrong answers here. 
I know that my answers have been a true liberation from the cage of rules. I'm still a perfectionist. That is still my personality. But I know my personality is the way the ego protects itself. I don't want to get rid of any of it. Personality has purpose. Ego has purpose. But I also plan on soaring well beyond the rules of my perfectionist cage. I have learned to live my life from my truth, be my authentic self in the rooms that I enter, and create a harmony within myself that I thought was impossible for most of my life. It's not impossible, even for us perfectionists. And I so want this for you too. If you're feeling that pull, that desire for yourself as well, then I invite you to visit the Work With Me tab on my website. I'll link it below. It's dominicvandal.com, D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L.com. Until next time, love to each and every one. Thank you so much for listening to the Enneagram One Project podcast, your go-to podcast for all things one. Now, if you're wanting to integrate what you're learning here and be supported by your very own personal Enneagram One Life Coach, then I invite you to head over to my website, dominicvandal.com, D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L. Look at the very top of the page for the Work With Me tab. I'd love to be the one in your corner, helping you to navigate your oneness. Let's make it your superpower. 